Alright, welcome to another exclusive interview with Inside the Hashes. I am here with Jalen Burks, an all-YAC second team player in 2018 and all-YAC conference player in 2019. He is an offensive guard from University of Wisconsin-Stevens Point. Please welcome Mr. Burks. Thank you, thank you. All right, now, Mr. Burks, uh, we're just going to dive right in, and we're going to start when it comes to your high school career. And in your high school, you were a four-time letter winner and a second-team all-Milwaukee City Conference selection. What position exactly did you play? Did you play just offensive line, or did you play defensive line as well? I played offensive line. Uh, I played center uh, in high school. I was a lot uh, shorter and Stubbier than I was once I got to college. So in high school, yeah, I played center. I played in the middle uh, my entire high school career. All right. And Just off it. No defense. No defense. No defense. Okay. And yeah. what allowed you, even though you said you were a little bit shorter, a little more stubbier, what allowed you to play at such a high level? Definitely, I think the mental aspect of the game. I think in high school, I was definitely uh more cerebral than most people I was playing against. Um, I watched a lot of films at an early age, so just using my mind uh, helped me a lot when I was, sometimes I was uh, physically not there yet and not grown up yet, but my, my mind was able to take over. All right, so even at a younger age, you were always more knowing of the X's and O's of the game? Yes, definitely, yeah. That's honestly, honestly, that's a little bit of a surprise because the majority of the time you hear guys more relying on physical strengths and things like that. Starting golf, right. they learn the X's and O's. This time right. it seems like it might have been a little way, little bit of a way around. So it's yeah. definitely different to hear. Now, yeah. coming out of high school, what kind of offers were you getting looked at, and what kind of people were looking at you? Well, like I said. Uh Coming out of high school, I was my body basically. I just haven't, de- I didn't develop yet. I got a lot of D3 looks, mostly Wisconsin, catching occasional like Mountain Union. But basically, basically, it was all D3. Like I said, my body was not developed yet. So that's basically what I get the offer that I got coming out, of D, uh, coming out of high school. All right. And what basically led you to make your decision for UW Eclair? UW-Eau Claire, I had a, a teammate who I went to high school with that went to Eau Claire. He had been there for two years at the time. I was heard, heard, heard good things. Uh, I had like the coaching staff at the time. They had came on multiple visits, house visits. Really liked the city. And I thought they were getting ready to change the program around. So I really had bought into what they were selling. So that's why I chose UW-Eau Claire. All right, and um, did you feel as though it was a family atmosphere when you got there? Did you feel comfortable when you got there? School-wise and city-wise, yes, it, it was really, it was really, uh, it was really nice. But football-wise, and I played as a true freshman, so I got time. But I ended up transferring because there was a lot of stuff going on in-house football-wise that was not uh, conducive to what I was hoping to get out of it. So yeah, I had to make a make a make a move to get up out of there. So right. and how many games as a true freshman did you play? And did you still play? Uh, I played show? three games. Oh. I played three games, and they had a uh, injury and got a medical redshirt. Okay, you said you had got a medical redshirt. Yep. What um injury was it that uh, led to that? 
had a little, the injury was not supposed to last as long as it was. I had a little shoulder. I didn't tear anything or nothing like that. I was having some, some pretty good shoulder pain. It was really hard for me to move my shoulder and stuff like that. It was supposed to take a couple of weeks and I was going to be fine. But it kind of lingered and it was some debates I was being mismanaged on how I was uh, getting taken care of and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of also part of the reason I wanted to end up deciding to transfer. So it ended up holding me out the rest of the season. Yeah, so it, it was a shoulder injury, but it was no major surgery or no major tear or nothing like that. So. Honestly, I'm very glad to hear that. And um, yeah. during your time there, your three games playing, did you still play your normal center position, or is this when you transitioned to guard? So I played tackle throughout my college career. But my freshman year, um, I did play some guard and tackle. Yeah. So continuing on through while, you basically just played as tackle because they also had you kind of listed as a guard. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I, but I haven't took any guard reps since my freshman year. But I, I know going forward that it's a chance that I might get moved to guard. So guard tackle, I can I can pretty play both. But yeah. So. All right. Now, as you said, the very next year things happened, and you basically wanted to transfer. That's when you transferred over to UW Stevenson's. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. And in that first year of playing, you played eight games, right? Yeah. How did you think you played that year in terms so, of your uh, normal oh, sorry, go ahead, expectations? Go ahead. How, how did Can you, you say the last part again? How do you feel you played when it comes to your normal expectations on your play? You can't kind of give you the backstory. So, like I said, I was undeveloped coming out of uh, coming out of uh, high school. So it wasn't to college when my body started blooming into what I am now. So at UWO Claire's when I saw my first big jump, um, I started growing a lot more, started getting a lot stronger, getting a lot bigger. Basically the process that most people go through in high school. So my body really started to blow. So by the time I got to Stevens Point, back in my sophomore year, I still wasn't what I ended up being, but I was starting to bloom into that. And uh, I had a really good year. Um, uh, well, looking at it now, you know, after being here this past year, it was a lot different. But at the time, I um, definitely thought I was playing really well, uh, which I was. I wasn't giving up any sacks or nothing like that. Just playing physical. Um, I really had a great first year, which is my first, you know, full, basically full season of playing college football. Really think I handled myself well. I used to have opposing coaches coming to me telling me how well I played to be so young. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely think I had a really, really good year that year. All right, and currently you're listed at 6'5", 295. What would you yeah, say? 305 now. 305. 305. All right. Yeah. Put a little muscle on in the weight room already, huh? Yes, sir. All right, it's good to hear. So during that time, how big were you actually at that time playing for you to be playing as well as so, you were? So when I, at my sophomore year, when I was in high school, I was around 6'1". So my, by my sophomore year, he was born, I had jumped up to like 6'3". I was about probably 285. I was a lot, I was still chubby uh, with my 285. Still pretty chubby. It wasn't the best 285 yet, but I was starting to turn it around. So I was about 6'3", 285. It was starting to turn it around. So. All right. Now... Going into the 2016 year, I know we spoke a little bit about this uh, 
beforehand. Um, but could you just explain to me what happened and basically uh, everybody what happened and kind of the reason why you didn't get to play that year? Yeah, so this is probably the most devastating thing that's probably happened to me uh, sports-wise in my career was the 2016 year. Um, so basically two days before our first game, my confidence being is ineligible to play for the season, uh, which I had no idea why. Our coach staff was shocked. So basically what it came down to was that UW-Eau Claire had took two remedial math classes. Uh, remedial classes mean they help you get to the college level of math, but they don't count towards graduation. So after I transferred after my first year at Eau Claire, going to see this point, those credits count towards uh, eligibility even though they don't count towards graduation because it's your first year transfer. So once you get two years removed from transferring, which I was going to 2016, they don't count anymore towards being eligible. So our coaches didn't know that. We had had a whole meeting the uh, spring before, and it was like, yeah, you know, you're eligible to play. We're good. You know, they, they have that meeting with, with all the players before we leave for the summer. And then we're good to go. Well, two days before the first game, we found out that, they wasn't counting those credits. So we thought we had, I needed 48 credits. If you looked at my DPR, it said I had 48 credits, which I needed. But the conference only counted 40 because I had eight credits of remedial classes. So they were, I was deemed ineligible, could not play the entire year. I was completely devastated. I went through fall camp, went through everything, and, yeah, had to miss the whole year. So I feel for you on that one. I, I really Yeah, that was, that was terrible. That was terrible. See, I... I had something similar happen to me right before I was about to graduate where I had to end up taking a summer course due to one of my classes not being available because it was like a remedial class I took freshman year and things like that. So I fully understand yeah. the situation and they even let me yeah. work. So I, I, I get where you're coming from, having to go through the whole process, knowing that you're really about to play or just about to get in it and then them tell you you're not you can't play anymore right. the next season. So. Right. It was only two it was literally two days before the first game too that we found out, so oh, but the best thing is you took it in stride. You didn't really complain. You were able to bounce back and going into twenty seventeen, how were you feeling going into that year? I was hungry. I was hungry. I was so excited to get back on the field. 2017 is when my body, you know, missing 2016, uh, 2017 is when my body really became what it became. So I was, I looked completely different body-wise than I did in 2015, which is my last time taking the field. So I was so excited for that season going into the, into that year. All right. And you only got to play in, I believe, uh, five games, correct? All right, and what happened? What kind of injury you stated before you had that kind of left let you uh, not be able to play the remaining games? Well, uh, this is another crazy circumstance. So, um, I played the first five games uh, with having a fantastic year, with dominating, um, having a, a great year, and then uh, what we found out was a defective helmet. So I, I was getting, I got. It was about two weeks worth while I was getting kind of hit in the head and was kind of feeling funny. But I'm like, you know, what's going on? You know, so I kind of was kind of in concussion protocol and was, was trying to figure out what was going on while I was, these small hits was kind of taking a toll on my head. And uh, and I played football since I was 
10 years old. So I had never felt like this before. And in my life, every little hit kind of hurt my head. And it wasn't, uh, wasn't right. But come to find out, so I was kind of going through that process. So I was in concussion protocol kind of for a while. And it lasted to the end of the season. And, you know, they stripped the helmets in. And they got the report back on my helmet. Come to find out, I had a defective helmet. They gave me a defective helmet. That was not working, basically. Uh, none of the bladders working, none of that. And it was, so I was like, okay, well, that's why I ended up feeling the way I was feeling is because of that helmet. So it was really unfortunate situation. I kind of felt like I got cheated out of five games um, looking back at it. But, uh, yeah, that was, I have another learning experience and, and, and I have to keep moving forward. So. Yeah, and honestly, so far, when it comes to some of the setbacks that's happened in your career, you've been able to take a lot of those in stride and take those and basically not even really worry about it. You understand that it's through the process and you get over it. How how does that uh, play with you normally? Is that just something you're mentally strong for? Is that something you've already had already in you or is that something you've had to learn to do? My mom been teaching me since my mom and my dad and my brothers. I've been teaching me since I was young. Like, you know, when you got something on your mind, you got a goal. Like, if everybody just went to, if everybody reached their goal with no, with no bumps in the road, like, that, that's not realistic, you know. So it's gonna be bumps in the road. So, I, everything bad that happens to me, uh, I always try to look positive. Like, okay, well, this is just another bump in the road of my journey to success, you know. So even missing that whole year, twenty sixteen. You know, people are like, we, we so shocked that, you know, my coach said, so we so shocked how well you handled it. And obviously, I was hurt. You know, I cried. I ain't going to lie. I cried. But, you know, I had it ain't, ain't nothing to do. There's nothing I can do. So I took, the, took that year and lifted and got stronger and got better. You know, so you might as well just take the positives out of things instead of just dwelling on the negative. So that's the way I look at it. All right, and I'm be honest, you do not have to feel bad about anything that you've done during that time because we're all human. We understand, right. like you said, things happen, and we feel some type of way about it. But as you right. said, you get to move on. You go ahead and say, you know what, this is not going to set me back. This is going to allow me to play better in the future, and this is only going to be a stepping stone at some point for me. And right. these last two years, you've been able to prove that tremendously and going into the 2018 season after you know you was playing very well your 2017 year and you only stopped because of the defective helmet how were you feeling going into that year uh i was super motivated we had we had actually got a new coaching staff going into 2018 you know so the new coaching staff didn't really you know, we're trying to figure everything out, so I had something to prove in, in that aspect as well. And then, you know, at that time, I'm such a leader on the team, so I was a captain in 2018, going into 2018. So, just was trying to, just was, I was feeling good, you know, ready to go, happy to be back playing football, and ready to have a great year. All right, and not only did you feel ready to have a great year, you ended up having a great year. Um, I believe you were started. You started nine games. You made all-conference player, and you basically dominated at your position. Um, do you even remember giving up a sack that year? I did not give up a sack that year. Like I said, I gave up zero sacks that year. Like I yeah. said, you dominated at your position, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. How did that make you feel after all the things you've had to go through so far in your career to be able to get to that point? It, it 
was great. It was my first time. I had missed one game in non-conference games that kind of didn't matter. Um, I had like a little slight little little ankle bug that you know they kind of wanted to just be safe with the team that we knew was gonna blow out. So that kind of wasn't my call. I uh, played every snap in conference for the first time in my career. Didn't miss out one snap in conference. Was was playing super high level. It's so great. It's so great to be back and finish a full season for the most part and, and just, just to play the way I wanted to play. That was that was very, very satisfying. Then actually I think I got I got second team in twenty eighteen, um, which you know, what's our coaches even say like you can't uh push stock into that because a lot of that goes to, you know, what team you play for, how well your team does in in conference awards and, and all that stuff. So definitely think I deserved it. <laughs> Hands down first team all conference. Um, in 2018, but, you know, sometimes it just don't, it don't go that way. And I was told by multiple coaches that I should have got, should have got it as well. So, but, uh, definitely had a great year that year, played well. And, and it was super proud of that year. Honestly, I, I fully understand that. If you're not first, you're sometimes last. That's what they say. But in terms of football, there are so many great players out there that, um, that's not no small accomplishment. That's not a small feat to be able to do and say that you are an all-conference player, no matter what team it is. It's always better to be first, but no matter what it is, you were still an all-conference player. You still dominated, like I said, at your position. And you did not give up a sack. And as an offensive tackle, that's one of the main things you're looking for, to clear holes in a run game and protect your quarterback. You did do that. Going into 2019, Spurs are high, coming off of an all-conference year. You started in non-conference games, as you said, and you basically played some of the best uh, ball of your career. How do you feel going into that last senior year for yourself? So, actually going into 2019 was was kind of an interesting spot. So, I had a, a junior day with NFL teams before my 2019 season. So my head was kind of in a different spot. I'm like, you know, I had realized that, you know, possibly playing in the NFL was a was a factor. Uh, so my my head was was that was kind of interesting. You know, was, I was always the underdog, but now it's kind of like, oh no, people got it out for me. I had a great year the year before, and he loved me. You know, he had some concept for NFL teams and yada yada yada. So the Bulls, I kind of was on me. So it was a little different that year, but I took it with a, with a grain of salt and. And went out and wanted to have a great year again, and uh, I was able to do that again. So, all right. And in 2019, you actually did play all 10 games this year. You were actually able yeah. to make all conference again that year. Did you feel as though it lived up to your expectations of what you set for yourself? Because it seems like you have a very high standard of how you know you can play. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, I think I have played well. Had a little unfortunate luck with a few little slight little injury things that I had to play through in 2019. Probably my worst injury playing season. It felt like just stuff that I could play through was just really nagging, kind of was affecting me. But um, probably my most proudest year because I was able to play all 10 games with that and to still continue to play at a high level. I was really proud of myself at uh, being able to accomplish that feat. To be an all-conference player and to – have to deal with some of the most injuries in your career, even if they're just small and nagging injuries. Right. That's, that's right. a very great feat to have there. I really do applaud you because you've really been able to take everything that has you in stride and 
not only not let it stop you, but dominate and overtake whatever it is and make it a positive for yourself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a great mindset to have. And now, knowing that you were not only getting looked at for possibly going to the NFL and the next level and things like that, that target on your back, did you feel as though that weighed you down a little bit in 2019? Well, definitely not. I just got a lot of comments from other different teams saying different stuff and, you know, trying to trying to get at me. But I, can say, I call myself a, a, a dog, you know, so... When I step on the field, I don't care what the what the perception is. I feel like I'm the one that's attacking. I feel like I'm the one that got something to prove. When I step on the field, I'm going to play with that chippy mentality. Chippy not as far as doing dirty stuff, but a chippy as far as I got a chip on my shoulder and I got something to prove. So definitely will not hold me back at all. And it's the last thing I'm thinking about when I'm on the field, honestly. When I'm on the field, is I'm just playing football, you know, and I'm just trying to be the best player I can be and just trying to dominate my opponent. All right, and for offensive tackle to say that he thinks he's a dog, that's what you love to hear. That's what you love to hear, especially let them dogs, especially on the offensive line. Now, allegedly, your career is over. You had an up-and-down career, but you ended on a very high note. And what are your goals now Going forward, I know you said you were getting looks for the NFL. Are you training now for the NFL? And if so, what are you uh, training on as on mostly right now? So right now I'm uh, training at Next Level in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, which is one of the best training facilities in the Midwest. Uh, they train a lot of pro athletes, notably uh, the Watt brothers, J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, Derek Watt. Bunch of pros, bunch of pros. I've been training there for about two and a half months now. Getting ready for my pro day now, which is on March 11th. And uh, so, yeah, training for that. And then they was training me before for my bowl game. That was in January. Uh, so, yeah, continue to train for that. And, and the goal is just to get, hopefully pick up my team and get an opportunity to just get an invite to a camp or something so I can uh, show what I can do. All right. And if you are able to get that invite and just be able to show what you can do, what is it that you feel as though you provide to a team currently? Talent-wise, I think uh, athletic tackle. I think I can move with the best of any offensive line. I, I think my feet is great. Just the athleticism, the technique. Um, I spend hours and hours and hours each day in the summers just working on technique, and even during the school year. Uh, I think my technique is there, obviously. Uh, as an offensive lineman, I don't care who you are, you've never arrived totally technique-wise. But I think my technique is, is higher than most in just getting an athletic tackle who, who a dog, you know, who's going to come out and be ready to compete. And uh, even if it's a walkthrough, I'm always ready to compete, you know. So <laughs> I bring that chip and that edge to me every day. And uh, I think that's what the team will be getting by time. Uh, All right. And I know we stated kind of earlier, but are you willing to switch positions? Are you willing to guard uh, or tackle no matter what kind of uh, Honestly, team? I feel like I feel I feel like I can play anywhere. I played center my entire life until college. So I can play center if I need to. I can play guard. I can play guard and I can play tackle. So I can play tackle. I can play all five positions, I believe. And you know, going to the next level, you never know exactly where you can be. I would like to play tackle. Continue to play tackle. I think I have the feet and athleticism to continue to play tackle in the NFL. But if it's guard, it's guard. It's center, it's center. I, I'm honestly. 
I'm not picky, you know, so I can play anywhere, and uh, I feel like I, I'll be fine wherever, wherever they put me. You just want that chance to at least show them, like, hey, I can play at the highest level no matter what position you put me at. Exactly, exactly. Well, listen, that's, that's one of the best attitudes to have. And just by talking to you and from what you said earlier on, I know you should definitely have the mental side of football down because you're very, very smart in the way you articulate and the way you also study film. You broke down for me a little earlier and told me that, you were not the biggest guy, but you knew how to play so well because you studied film, because you know the externals. Yes, sir. Especially like in high school. Like I said, my body wasn't developed yet, so I had to use what I knew. And I, I knew what they was about to do before they did it, you know, and I had to use that as my advantage. And then once my body took took what became what it became today, you know, and, uh, and I, my body really started developing, I was able to use the mental side plus my physical ability, and that's why I was able to do what I was able to do. All right. Now, most of the hard questions all over with. We're just going to relax for the last couple little questions here, and we're just going to give you a little more easier ones, okay? All right. All right. First question. What was probably one of your favorite teammates to play with throughout your time in college? My favorite teammates to play with? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. You know what? I'll, I'll make it a little easier. You can give me your top three, because I know some people don't like to just single out one guy. It's a lot harder okay. than our brothers to you. We had a quarterback in 2017. He was our starter before he broke his leg. But uh, we called him Swag. He, uh... I like I like being a teenage him because he had this attitude where he just he didn't care who he was going against. He's another person who I would call a dog, just like me. You know, he didn't care. He played fiery. He had that attitude towards the game. He loved the game of football. And he was a dog. So that's definitely one. Two, probably uh, a corner who I played with and point all the way until this past year. Um, he didn't play this past year because uh, he had graduated in 2018. But uh, Omari Johnson, he was just special. He was a special player. Loved the game of football. Loved being his teammate. Um, he's also what I would call a dog. He's always ready to compete. And then uh, lastly, who else? Oh, I had I had a couple good teammates. I had a lot of good teammates. A lot of good teammates. I'll probably say uh, one of my linemen who I played next to in uh, 2015 and 2017, Brody Bailey, big guard, big athletic guard, was a, was a hell of a player, and I just liked his game. I loved playing next to him. He had the most chemistry um, that I had, and that, that was just my guy, still my guy. All those guys are still my, my homies, so I would definitely pick probably those three. All right. Next question. What was your favorite play, or what was the most – fun you had at a position or a particular play that really stood out to you? Oh, uh, easily. The play uh, 2015 where I got the ball. I had a, uh, caught the ball seven yards in the backfield and then uh, ran for 20 yards with a count of a 13-yard reception. Um, so, yeah, definitely that play was my only time in my career I ended up getting the ball. And, uh, I, I, think I, I think I did well with it. <laughs> that was definitely the highlight of my career probably. 
You should see me right now. I'm kind of sitting here just smiling because I love when big men get to catch the ball and the run with it. And it's, just, well, it's, it's always good to see, man. It's always nice to see. All right. And last question. This is the question I ask basically everyone. It's a hypothetical question. If all 32 NFL teams want to sign you and they have an offer sheet for you, what team would you choose to sign with and why? Oh, well, uh, if that's the case, which, wouldn't that be great? But definitely the Packers. I'm a, I'm a Wisconsin guy. I've always been a Wisconsin all my life. Uh, grew up a big Packers fan, close to home. Uh, Green Bay is about an hour away from where I live, hour and a half away. Family would be able to come every game. Um, so, so definitely probably the Packers. All right, go ahead and protect Aaron Rodgers for his last couple of years. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> he'll definitely help you. Just you gotta watch because you know he love to get outside the pocket, man. Right, right. You <laughs> definitely do a lot of scrambling. Oh yeah. All right, and other than that, I just wanted to thank you for taking the time out to speak to me. I definitely learned yeah. a lot from you, sir. Uh, just being able to talk to you for this time frame. And I truly wish you nothing but the best at the next level, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Not a problem. And for all of our Inside the Hashes listeners, thank you for listening to another exclusive interview. Please follow us on all of our social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Inside the Hashes, as well as visit our website at InsideTheHashes.com. We have all of our exclusive content, whether it includes our blogs, our podcasts, our interviews, our gaming, fantasy football, anything you kind of want from football, we have it there. And as well, you can also listen to now all of our interviews and our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, anything of those natures. And this is Darren signing off.